1: The Healing Word program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. Friend, listen to me. Do you
2: care? I know you do. But do you really care about his scars? What this holy table means today? and the power and the glory that will come from what this represents. Healing, wholeness and forgiveness, mercy and grace. It's all to be found in the emblems of what this represents. Do you see scars today? Scars for you and me.
1: After his resurrection, Jesus appeared to his disciples several times before ascending into heaven. And we have learned from scripture that among other things, he showed them his hands and the scars that were the result of his death on the cross. Pastor Morris is going to discuss those hands and what they can mean to us in today's message, Hands of Love. Hands of Love. I want to talk about
2: hands today and I want to talk about his hands of love. And I pray that we will think and remember and and praise and celebrate that he has reached out to us and touched us with hands of love, hands of mercy, hands of compassion. How blessed we are to be blessed in this way by our Lord. Well, let me just talk about the hand just a moment. You want to look at your hand? (laughs) Look at it. See all those rings and (laughs) the hand. It's one of the means by which humans have changed the world with human hands. Now, if humans can do that, can change this world with their hands, building great buildings and skyscrapers with their hands, great machines with their hands, little tiny electronics with their hands. Think of their hands on the keyboard, the hands on the guitar, the hands holding the hymnals, the shaking of hands, the hugging and patting on the back with the hands, the artist drawing and painting pictures with their hands. How about when we do some great accomplishment? A high five with your hand. friend. look at the things that you do with your hands. I suppose that the hand is perhaps the most visible and and an important part of the human body. Now, that statement, I know somebody's going to disagree with it. Now, I'll say it again so you can disagree with it. (laughs) That the the hand is the most common part of the human body. Now, here's where you're going to disagree. Somebody's going to say, Oh, no, Pastor, it's the tongue. (laughs) It's the tongue that is the most prominent. Well, I'm, I'm not going to argue with you on that one. I'll let that one go. But the hand is... So very, very significant. Isn't it wonderful when you come in church and somebody reaches out and shakes your hand or gives you a hug? And you make that that physical contact. Dr. Paul Brand, who is a Christian surgeon, who did surgery on the hand, the physical hand, for over 40 years. It's estimated that he did 10,000 surgeries in his ministry of surgery. A Christian man. He said he likes to go to concerts, pianist concerts in particular, and he likes to get up close to the front where... Uh, I like people who get up close to the front. Yeah. Hello way back there. <laughs> but when you can't get up, you have to go back there, right? So, but he likes to get up close to the front where he can watch the pianist uh, play with his or her hands on the keyboard. He said it's a, it's a ballet of fingers he watches it and he's blessed by it i got to thinking about the human hand and i thought about jesus and his hand our savior and how he, he our savior came into this world what an entrance he had the almighty god becoming an infant coming in and those tiny little hands little tiny hands baby hands uh, that you know a baby's hand will jerk like that and uh, you look at it, it has dimples on the knuckles, and uh, Jesus had a, those little tiny miniature fingernails. Now, these are the hands that put the sun, the moon, the stars, and the planets all in place. These were the hands, have you've gone to the seashore, and you've seen a uh, Dad and his son making these little sand castles, uh, and, and some of them are really artistic. Well, one day the Lord took dust and He made the image of a man, not a sand castle, but the image of a man, and then He breathed on it, and that began, became a living soul, and that's why you and I are alive and here today. But the, His hands, those infant hands, Those magnificent hands, those hands from which strength and glory flow through us, to us, through those hands of our Lord. I want you to think about his hands today. He grew up in adolescence, became an adult. Now he becomes a carpenter. Now his hands are rough, calloused. He's in the carpenter shop. He's the carpenter of Nazareth. They didn't have two carpenter shops in Nazareth. They only had the one. And he worked with his hands all of those years. Think what happened to those hands, hands of compassion, a physician's hands, a hands through which strength and healing flow. Psalm 89 says, My hand will sustain him. Surely my arm will strengthen him. God is trying to say something to us, that he is reaching out, blessing and touching and sustaining. Even those who feel discouraged and down, feel like throwing in the towel and giving up, there's healing and strength in his hands. And he is reaching out today as he did when he was here on earth in the flesh and continuing to touch and to minister. I think of those hands. When he came off the mountain, there was a leper in the valley... And that leper said to him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me whole. You can make me clean. Now, I I want you to listen to me, friends. He said, if you are willing. Now, when you go to the Lord today or any other time, you've got to say something to him. Lord, I'm in need. This man was a leper. What's your need and, and what's my need? Lord, if you are willing... If you will say something to today, you can say, Lord, if you are willing, you can lift the sorrow that's in my heart. Lord, if you are willing, you can lift this depression off of me. Lord, if you are willing, you can... Okay, you finish the sentence. He's willing. He said so, Jesus did, to that leper. And he said, I'm willing. Now, that leper may have lost some of his fingers horrible cancer. May an ear or a nose or his face was oozing. He would have to stand off at a distance and call out unclean. No one could touch him. It had no doubt been years since he felt the touch of a human hand. Come on, reach over and touch somebody's hand this morning. Can you touch a hand? Cold hands, warm hands. <laughs> Jesus was willing and he reached out And that man's face may have been oozing with sores. who would touch a thing like that? But Jesus said, I'm willing. I'm willing. There, There is no condition in your life or my life that he's not willing to take care of it when we take that condition to him. And Jesus touched that man and healed him immediately. Now he can go home to his wife and embrace her and take his children in his arms. Jesus is willing. He's willing. One evening, Jesus and the apostle Peter were going home to Peter's house. Peter allowed Jesus, gave Jesus a room in his house at Capernaum. Foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man doesn't have any place to lay his head. Jesus lived in abject poverty on this earth when he was here. But because of his poverty, you and I have become rich. But Jesus is now going home to Peter's house. Peter's mother-in-law was going to no doubt fix dinner for them. But when they arrived, she was sick. She had a fever, a high fever. She was in bed, she wasn't able to get up. And Jesus walked in to the room. And what did he do? Touched her hand. He's still reaching out his hand. Oh, I I believe somebody is going to be touched by the master's hand today. He touched her hand. and She got up and ministered to them. I believe that meant she cooked their meal for them. The Lord's on the job. He's right here, right now. There was a time that he was out on the road and Jairus came and told Jesus, said, my daughter's at home. She's sick. She's very, very sick. And just then some friends from Jerry's house came and said, don't bother the master anymore. Your daughter's dead. She's dead. Jesus said, let's go to your house anyway. Let's go to your house. Got there. All the people were groaning and moaning and crying and the flute players were playing and it was a sad time. Jesus put the ball out. He went into the room where that little 12-year-old girl was and what did he do? Took her by the hand. Took her by the hand. And that little girl raised up out of that place of death. He does the impossible. He does the seemingly impossible because there's nothing impossible with God. Can you say that? There's nothing impossible with God. (laughs) There's not a condition in my life or your life or your family or mine that he can't handle it. He is the almighty God, the deaf, the blind put fingers into their ears. Put his hand on their eyes, they would come away seeing, they would come away hearing. And then I think the most tender story in all the Bible was when Jesus took those little babies in his arms, those little children. I'm calling them babies, they were little children. It's the scripture says this: He put his arms around them and then put his hand, his hand on them and blessed them. He blesses with the laying on of his hands. These are the things that Jesus does. Wouldn't it be wonderful if you felt the touch of his hand on you today? The touch of his hand. Remember that chorus? Come on, I think I can sing it. He touched me. Oh, he touched me. And oh, the joy that floods my soul something, something happened, happened and now I know he touched me and made me whole now notice that he touched me the joy came joy flood my soul something happened friend go to church Something's going to happen. Go to prayer. Something's going to happen. The Lord is doing great things. I want you to sing it again, and I want you to reach up so he can reach down and touch your hand. Come on, put your hand in his hand. Put your hand in the hand of the man. Come on. He He touched me. Oh, he touched me. me. And oh, the joy. joy that floods my soul something Something happened happened Happened. and now i know he touched me and made me whole everybody says amen. amen god's still touching people today and ministering to their needs I'm excited for what he's doing here today. Now he's blessing and he's ministering. He touched me. Something happened. Joy flooded my soul. D- listen, discouraged saint. He touches you today and joy will come and the strength of the Lord will come for joy is the strength of the Lord. He touched me. Healing hands.
1: Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message, following this important invitation to join us in worship this Sunday at the Largo Community Church in Bowie, Maryland. The church of friendship and joy, where Christ is honored and people are loved. That's what you'll experience at the Largo Community Church. Live, in-person services are now available for you to attend every Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. So we invite you to come to church this Sunday and experience a service full of music, hymns, prayer, and a special message from God brought by Pastor Jack Morris. Policies regarding sanitation, mask wearing, and social distancing are followed, and there's plenty of space for everyone to safely be together in the large sanctuary. If you choose to join us virtually for the live service, Simply go to largocc.org at 9 a.m. this Sunday and click on Watch Live at the top of the homepage. No matter what way you choose to join us in worship, know that you're loved and welcomed at the Largo Community Church. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message.
2: Pilate called out to the people, this pagan man, he says, Why? I don't know why you want me to crucify him. The very question he asked, why? What evil has he done? He's only healed. He's only blessed. He's only raised the dead. He only put his hands on children. Why do you want him crucified? And the scripture says, they cried out that much the more. Crucify him. Crucify him. And then the Bible says they led him away to Golgotha, to Calvary, where they crucified him. Well, Easter Sunday morning came. And Jesus rose from the dead. And when he came out of the grave, Oh, my God, my God, open my mind, open my heart. Father God, open the mind and heart of the people who I'm speaking to now. Listen like you've never listened before. He came out of the grave. I'm moving toward quickly now to the close of my sermon. He came out of the grave with scars in his hand. Now here's what I want you to hear. He was now in a glorified, resurrected body. When we go to heaven there's not going to be any sickness, any disease. There's only going to be health and healing. There's not going to be any amputees there. For if a limb had been severed in any way, it will be restored. Everything will be beautiful with the exception of Jesus, who is scarred and scarred for eternity. He has scars that he'll carry as a message of love, hands of love forever and ever. You know, when you go away on a trip somewhere sometimes we will buy a souvenir and bring home or well, maybe something inexpensive like a coffee cup or a scarf or some little thing like that but but everything that is uh, that is imported must must reveal where it came from you'll look at it it'll say made in china made in mexico made in korea jesus is going to lift his hands and say made on earth this wasn't made in heaven. This was made on earth. This is the only thing on earth that's going to get into heaven. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Nothing of earth goes to heaven except his scars, and he'll never be healed of those scars. Easter Sunday morning, he rises from the dead. He speaks to Mary Magdalene, who is weeping. That afternoon, he walks the Emmaus Road, with Cleophas and Simon. That evening, the disciples are in the upper room with bolted doors for fear of the Jews. And all of a sudden, Jesus appears, comes right through the wall. He didn't knock the door. They didn't open the door for him and say, come in. He just appeared. The very first thing he said to them was, peace, peace be unto you. And when they saw the Lord, the scripture says they were overjoyed. He showed them his hands. Friend, if you and I could get a vision of his hands, you and I would be overjoyed, meaning joy beyond measure. The sadness and the depression and the sorrow and the grief would just go out of our lives immediately. Somehow I've got to see his hands this morning. I've got to see his scars when I come to this table. He showed them his hands. One was missing. God helped the person Who who sees it's okay to miss church? (laughs) Jesus then breathed on those disciples and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Thomas wasn't there. That service was never again repeated. Maybe somewhere along the way, later, Jesus breathed on Thomas. But Thomas wasn't in church that Sunday, and he missed the fellowship of the saints. He missed seeing Jesus. Friend, you only have one time at the first time. And Thomas missed it the first time. They told Thomas about it. And Thomas said, I don't believe it. Basically, I'm using my own words now, paraphrasing. Unless I see the nails in his hands, unless I can put my hand in his side, unless I see the prints of the nails in his feet, I will not believe unless I see. One week later, Again, every time Jesus appeared after his resurrection to the time he went back to heaven, 40 days every time was on Sunday on the Lord's Day. That's why we don't worship on Saturday. We worship on Sunday because Saturday Jesus is dead, but on Sunday, the first day, Jesus is alive. Can somebody say praise the Lord? Lord. (laughs) Amen. So here Jesus appears and Thomas is there. And again, Jesus says, peace. Friends, there's no peace unless you and I recognize the scars, the sacrifice that he made. And he showed them his hands again. And Pilate said, oh, my Lord and my God. That's the only way we'll bow before him. Calling him Lord, calling him God, submitting our lives, not our reasoning, not the way we think it should be. Oh, how many of us interpret the Bible we interpret it. Oh, that's the Old Testament. That, that's the New Testament. Things have changed. We'll do it a little bit differently. He'll understand. No. He showed him his scars. And Pilate then, then uh, Thomas said, My Lord and my God. Would you put the scripture, Zechariah? There it is. I'm going to read it to you now. You look at it. You follow along. I'm going to read it from the screen back here. And I will pour out on the house of David... And the inhabitants of Jerusalem, a spirit of grace and supplication. They will look upon look on me, the one they have pierced. And they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only child. And grieve bitterly for him as one grieves for a firstborn son. If we read the scripture. We know that happens at the second coming. The Jews are going to look and they're going to see his scars. Friends, listen to me. Do you care? I know you do. But do you really care about his scars? What this holy table means today? And the power and the glory that will come from what this represents? Healing and wholeness and forgiveness. Mercy and grace. It's all to be found in the emblems of what this represents. Do you see scars today? Scars. For you and me hallelujah you love him you know very well he loves you and me though we're unworthy we've done everything to not deserve his love but his scars the last thing he wanted his followers to see uplifted heads going back to heaven scars today i pray we'll get a picture in our mind of our savior's love revealed by scars. Amen. Amen. Bow with me for just a
1: moment. We hope that the message today, Hands of Love, has encouraged you to focus on Jesus' sacrifice on the cross for your sins and mine and how his love is always available to heal any sickness or grief. I encourage you to reach out to him in prayer and thank God for what he's done in your life. The Healing Word is a ministry of the Largo Community Church and exists to grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. But we can't do it alone. Will you consider partnering with Pastor Morris today by praying for the ministry and consider sending a gift to help us in reaching those who are struggling with life's challenges and need hope for tomorrow. You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on The Healing Word and follow the donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. You can also mail a check made out to The Healing Word to 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland, 20721. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.